Well, hey there, this is Keith. Listen, before we start the episode today, I just wanted to take a moment and speak directly to anyone who might be listening who's still in the closet. Well, the first thing I want to tell you is that's perfectly okay. Do what is best for you when it is best. Never let anyone else pressure you in this decision. But let's say that you are thinking about coming out, or there's a part of you that really does want to come out, but you want to do so very carefully, very slowly, very strategically, and even very selectively. Well, if that's you, my friend, I've got you covered. I want you to go to the show notes and use a link there to check out my Selective Outage Method digital course. I think you're going to be surprised, and I believe it'll help you as you plan your coming out. All right, let's get on with the podcast. Hello, and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown, and I'm so glad that you could join me for this podcast, where my passion in life is to help my LGBTQIA plus Christian family heal their church trauma, and hopefully construct genuine faith. Before we begin, let me just tell you a little bit about me. For the last 30 plus years, I've had the joy of teaching, speaking, and performing as a comedy magician in my in-person events all over the United States. I'm also the published author of fiction and nonfiction books, and one of the greatest joys I've had in life is pastoral counseling, coaching, and mentoring hundreds and hundreds of people over the last 30 plus years. I'm proud of all those things, but can I also tell you, I know what it's like to hurt, and I know what it's like to suffer deep church trauma, specifically around sexual identity, as so many of you obviously have as well. So if that's something that you can buy into and you would like to partner with me as we try to help each other in this journey thing we call life, then you're in the right place. I encourage you to grab a cup of coffee, sit at my table, and let's have a chat. One disclaimer though, please. I am not a medical professional, nor am I a licensed therapist. So if you need either of those services, please do consult a local professional. Otherwise, let's get it started here on Coffee with Keith. Well, hello and welcome to Coffee with Keith. I'm Keith Brown. So glad you could join me today. Today's a Buy Talks episode and these come out Monday and the date of this release is just a few days after the Thanksgiving holidays here in the United States. So if you are a member of this nation, I hope that you had a great holiday. I hope that you found plenty of fellowship and laughs and, and good times, whether with family of choosing or family by blood. Um, I I know also probably there are some of you who are listening that had some well some difficulties maybe some challenges maybe even some some trauma that resulted on behalf of this holiday I get all that and I have um, seen this many many times and for you I am sorry um, please know that you are not alone there are people who care about you there are people who will be there for you please do seek out those people and plug into that support system and you know make sure that you, we set ourselves up for success especially now as we have another holiday coming very soon okay so if you need help with any of your boundaries do reach out to me i will um be glad to help you in that through one of the coaching programs, but just, you know, look out for yourself, be, be good to yourself and uh, do what's necessary to protect yourself. Okay. All right. Today, we're going to, again, talk about a buy talks episode and, and speaking sort of a trauma based on Thanksgiving, I want to introduce this topic by saying that um, studies 
seem to indicate that bisexuals suffer a greater percentage of mental distress than do even people of every other LGBTQIA group. Um, certainly more than straight groups, but also even more than other gay folks. So uh, why is that? And there could be a lot of speculation. There are studies trying to figure this stuff out. And uh, all those those are interesting. I sort of come back and reflect on my own experience, because as you may or may know, not know, if you've listened to this program for a while, you probably have heard that, you know, I've been doing this for a very long time. I've been working with people in, in coaching and counseling and mentoring for over 30 years and many times dealing with people within the community, oftentimes um, behind closed doors and in secret because of the, the, the fact that, you know, that was not an accepted, accepted work. But one of the things that I have seen, especially in older adults, when it comes to bisexual adults who are older, and I call them silvers, is there does seem to be a high degree of depression and sometimes a sense of anxiety in relation to their sexual identity. And when I think about that and I, and I reflect on what I have learned and the conversations that I have had so many times with so many of these folks um, that I can relate to quite well because I obviously am an older adult myself, I know that for a lot of these people, they are in a long-term relationship. They are oftentimes met, married in an outward-presenting heterosexual relationship. And because of that, one of the words that I often hear throughout the years is the word trapped. I can't tell you how many times I've heard somebody almost say word for word, Keith, I feel trapped, or some degree of that. I, some people might not use that actual word, but their statement or their explanation is very similar to that. I, I, I feel trapped. And so I started thinking about that in relation to this mental uh, issue, especially when it comes to depression. And I thought, why do I hear these people suffering from this idea of, of dealing with their sexual identity, primarily bisexual identity? And how is that leading them, some of them, to degrees of depression? So this is my own informal study, my informal research here that I'm going to give you. But I am going to give you four reasons I think that this is prevalent in older bisexual adults. And again, this is based on years of work and many, many conversations. And I'm actually going to use an acrostic today. So if you've been around the block with me a time or two, you know that Keith is the king of acrostics because it just helps me get the point across. It helps me in my memory to remember the lessons and things like that. And hopefully it might even help you in recalling some of these as well. So today I'm going to use the word PRAP, P-R-A-P, because again, that's sort of the, the base of the word that people often experience or at least try to share with me that they feel trapped. So if you have a piece of paper and a pencil and you want to take a note or two, then just write the word trap vertically on the paper. And then I want to share with you these four things that I think are feeding and fueling this degree of anxiety slash depression or at least um, hopelessness sometimes in older bisexuals. The first is telling a spouse feels impossible. This one, oh my goodness. How many times have I had older bisexuals especially come to me and say, Keith, I've, I've realized that I'm bisexual, or maybe I've known I'm bisexual for all my life, and my my spouse doesn't know it. And 
you know, this, some younger people might think, well, that's crazy. How could that be? But what you don't understand if you're younger is that for older bisexuals, a lot of their life, they didn't even know this term bisexual existed for many people because it wasn't really vernacular that we used. We didn't hear. And then secondly, for a lot of our lives, and, and I put myself into this age category, you know, homosexuality was not even accepted. It was looked upon. And then bisexually was something that, you know, would have been even worse. It was it, it was something that people couldn't even at all get their heads around, wrapped around. And for many people that understood themselves to be bisexual, sometimes not even having a word for it, they didn't know anything but to try to hide that or to cover it up or to overcompensate. And a lot of those people wound up getting into heterosexual relationships, which, by the way, are often very happy relationships or very successful relationships. And there's nothing wrong with those relationships because as bisexuals, they do love this person. They are attracted to this person and they're sexually um, excited and driven by this person. So in that, there's nothing wrong. But when they do this, they might be in, say, a 25 or 30-year marriage. And then at this point in their life, as they're getting older and they start to look at their life and they realize that there's less days before them that are most likely behind them, they go, you know what? This this is really eating at me now because I feel like I am in this marriage for this long term. And now I feel like I can't even tell my spouse how I feel and who I truly am. And this happens often over and over and over again. And the reason that they feel this way is this spouse has no idea in most cases that this is part of their spouse's identity or the way they think or the way they feel. And they are petrified in sharing this information with their spouse because in most cases they think, well, there's no way possible that my spouse is going to accept this or be okay with it or or even allow it. And they are often adult in a broken relationship. And for most of these bisexual, older silver bisexuals, they are truly monogamous at heart and they are dedicated to their marriages. So you can see how depressing this would be that you know this about you, but you feel like you cannot tell your spouse how you feel, who you are, your true sexual identity. So that degree of impossibility weighs heavy on their minds, thus feeding oftentimes degrees of depression. Again, I've heard this so many times. This is probably the most common thing that I hear among older bisexuals. The second, the R. Some people regret the untried. You can imagine if you are, are a person who is thinking, uh, okay, we've got an older Silver bisexual, let's say they're, you know, late 50s and they have been in a monogamous heterosexual relationship their whole lives. But they are realizing whether for the first time or they've known it for a while and now they're getting older in life and then they start to perhaps regret that they have never experimented or they have never tried or they have never allowed themselves the chance to experience what it would be like to be with someone of their own perhaps sexual uh, identity, their own gender. Um, so this is part of it. We always say in life, we want to get to the end of our life and look back without any regrets. That's a common desire because one of the saddest things that I have experienced in my life and in my ministry, for instance, is being with people on their dying bed who were full of regret. So here we have older bisexuals who are now regretting things untried. 
And that's not even to say that they need to do this. That's not to say that they want to do this. This is not even saying that they are determined to do this because obviously I do not, I'm not a proponent of cheating folks. Okay. If I don't believe in doing non-monogamous, I mean, uh, non-ethical stuff here. Okay. So um, I do beg you, don't be doing that. Don't be cheating on your spouse. I, I'm not a proponent of that. So a lot of these people may not even have the the need to actually do something, but they're part of them regrets that they never did or they never tried. So that could be part of what is fueling their depression or their sense of, um, you know, crap and being trapped. So the, again, the first is telling their spouse feels impossible. The second is regretting the untried. The third is having to accept a closeted life. Now, this is sort of related to their spouse, but it goes beyond this. For a lot of people that are in the queer community, one of the ways and one of the ways that they express their identity and one of the ways that they feel good about themselves is the fact that they can be open about who they are. It might be, I see people wearing, you know, rainbow clothing. I see people wearing bracelets that indicate their sexual identity. I see, you know, lanyards around their neck with, with gay flags. I see, you know, stickers in their cars. People are expressing themselves and who they truly are within the queer community. And there is a lot of self-satisfaction. There is a lot of self-loving um, in that because they are able to truly express who they are and they are able to let people know who they are. And there's a lot of beauty in that because when people know who you are and you get to be who you are, then there's freedom in that, right? And then yet we have a lot of older bisexuals, these sex silvers, as I call them, who are going, you know what? I can't express myself at all. It feels so trapped because there's no way I can do anything to express my bisexuality. I have to keep it closeted because to do so would cause so many issues. And a part of them looks at other people and their freedom to express themselves, their freedom to wear clothing, their their freedom to, to be out and proud of who they truly are. And a part of them just craves that. Because they are having to live, at least in their mind and in their thinking, closeted life. And if you are gay, for instance, and you were in the closet for a while and now you out, you're out, you know how difficult closeted life is. And just imagine, these people have lived it for 50, 60, even 70 or more years, and now are going, I'm getting to the end parts of my life, and I have never ever been able to express who I am. So is this acceptance of permanent closeted living that can make people very sad, it can even lead people to depression. It can make people feel trapped. Right. What about the P? The, the P. But one thing that I know about bisexual silvers is that for most of them, they are people pleasers exemplified. They are people pleasers exemplified. They have done everything the way they have done it their entire lives, trying to make other people happy, to be who other people expect them to be, to live up to the expectations of their spouse, their children, their parents, their friends, their neighbors, their church folk. Everything has been trying to live up to the expectations of other people. And when you have been alive for 40, 50, 60, 70 years, you get pretty good at being a people pleaser. 
And so one of the things that makes people feel trapped as a bisexual silver is that they feel that they live their life trying to be what every other person needed them to be. And you, you may go like, well, why don't they just stop? It's not that easy. Because you have invested and you have been what your spouse has wanted you to be for 25, 30, 35 years. You have been this person that your children have looked to for example, for support, for encouragement, for, for aid, for help, all of these things. They have looked up to you. And as a parent, you want your children to look up to you and admire you and to feel good about you and feel secure in you. And so you have tried to be that person that they have needed you to be. And so we reach the ends of our lives or our later years of life. And we feel like, I never truly was able to live for me. I was never ever truly able to be who I really am. So, if you are a person who is a bisexual silver and you're listening to this, I might be hitting home. This might be resonating with you, right? And if it is, I get it. I truly do. Because I understand a lot of the things you're going through because I have felt them as well. But I also want to say if you're a younger person, Maybe you're a younger person who is a full lesbian or a full uh, gay young man. I want you to understand, if you're listening to this, how it feels, struggles that are real for these older folks, and why many of them will never come out of the closet. So for their whole lives, they may indeed feel trapped. So if that's the case, could you be sympathetic to them? Could you love them? Could you understand? It's a hard road, right, folks? It really is. There are no easy answers. There are no one solution fits all, I promise. But I think there is help and there is encouragement. And before I go, let me just just quickly say, okay, and and yes, this is a plug, but it's an honest plug. It's a loving plug. Uh, cl- uh, it, it, I'm doing it out of love. Here it goes. In January, January and February, I am planning to do a journey, two-month journey with bisexual silvers. It's affordable. It's an every week Zoom call that I have with this group. And whether it's two people, three people, up to 20 people, whatever the case may be, however many people that I have that are join this group. I'm going to meet with you every single week. If you can't make it, we'll record the Zoom and you can look at it later. But we're going to meet and we're going to talk about these issues. We're going to talk about them honestly. We're going to encourage one another. We're going to love on one another. We're going to offer suggestions. We're going to give feedback. We're going to just be there and help, okay? It's going to be a safe environment. And um, I just encourage you, if you're a bisexual silver or you know one, you might want to point them in the direction. There's a link in the show notes, but be sure to check it out because I really do believe that this program can be very beneficial for those that take this journey together because it will be a together experience and you'll get support. Okay. That's called Bisexual uh, Champions Silver and it starts in January. It just goes January and February. So do check it out. 
All right. That's all I want to talk about today. I hope that uh, this this podcast has meant something to you. I do from the bottom of my heart. Do appreciate you listening. And I hope that you'll share this podcast with someone else. Let's grow this audience and let's reach people with the good news that God loves them exactly how they are. Okay. Until next time, though you're hurt, move your mountains. And may God truly bless you. Bye-bye, my friend. Well, there you go, my friend. This episode of Coffee with Keith. Thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening. Now, please stick around. One more announcement I want to give you. God bless you. See you next time.